Good morning. Um, well, I'm, I'm here down on the floor for a couple reasons. We're, um, we're doing a, something different this morning than we normally do. We call uh, this morning our Sending Sunday. And um, this is the, the Sunday when we have all of our Cultivate community leaders come up and share a little bit about what God is doing in our groups as well as uh, what they need prayer for as we're a sent people. So we believe that as a church, we are sent as a family of missionary disciples to make disciples. That's our identity in Christ. And so uh, you're going to get to hear from several of them this morning. Um, before we do that, though, because we had, uh, you know, the, the change of that happening, in addition to uh, the power being out and having to, uh, to, to do that, we just gained, regained power about 35 minutes ago. So if things seem like they're a little bit like, you know, like everybody's just trying to figure stuff out, that's because we're trying to figure stuff out. <laughs> so, um, but one of the details that I forgot about is that because we're doing the sharing um, uh, with all of our group leaders, it changes what happens after I give like kind of a mini message, which means that we need to do the offering before I share. And I forgot to prompt John on that. So <laughs> it's, it's my fault, not his. So, uh, so we're actually going to, I'm going to pray um, for our offering, just wanted to uh, prompt you in that. If you're uh, new to us, if you're a guest with us, please don't feel any obligation to give. This is just for the convenience of people that are part of our family. So I just wanted to mention that. Um, and as well, since I'm praying anyway, uh, I want to pray uh, for a uh, request that Darlene brought me this morning um, for her cousin. Uh, she had a, a cousin who's 45-year-old named Scott uh, Wilson, right? Wilston, uh, who passed away suddenly uh, this week. And uh, he has a seven-year-old son uh, who's uh, on the autistic spectrum. And so they, they need a lot of prayer right now and support. And so just wanted to bring that before the Lord as we're praying for God as he pours out blessing on our life that he would pour out blessing on theirs as well. So Father, thank you for this morning that we get to gather in your name as your people. Thank you that um, the resurrection that we just celebrated last week tells us that you have not withheld any good thing from us, but you have given us life when we deserve death. And you overcame the grave, and you now stand in victory uh, over creation. And because you do that, you are uh, empowering us by the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead to live lives that are both... um, point to you in the way that we're changed, but also influence and impact others uh, all across South Jersey, that your, your message of the gospel is going forward in neighborhoods and in pockets of friends all over this place. And so we're thankful, God, that you've called us to be a part of that and uh, that we get to give uh, not just our time and energy, but some of the resources and finances that you've given us back to you so that you can continue this work. And so, God, we give cheerfully this morning as your people and ask that you multiply that. I also pray for Scott and his family, uh, for Jet, his son, who is now struggling with the loss of his dad. God, I pray that you would bring great comfort and healing to their family. We know um, because of our fallenness and because of our rebellion against you that sin and death are now part of uh, this world, that you never intended them Uh, to be here. You never intended for us to experience uh, this kind of brokenness and death in our lives. And so, God, we mourn uh, the fact that uh, this is now part of our experience, but we also ask that you would come and heal as well. Thank you, God, that you are in the business of raising dead things to life. And so we pray, God, for life in this situation. Pray for life for Jet and for their family. Pray for healing and hope for them. Pray that you'd be near and present to them in their time of need. We ask in Christ's name. All right, so uh, as you might know, if you've been around here for the last 12, 13 weeks or so, we have been going through a series where we've been looking at the life of Jesus, and we have been asking kind of one big question throughout that time. What does it look like for Jesus to live by the power of the Spirit? How do we see that example in his life and the way that he modeled that for us? And then in the same way, how does Jesus, now the the resurrected Jesus, 
who is living and alive again, pouring out that same Spirit to His people, the church. And if we are His church, what does it look like for us then to live by the power of the Spirit in our everyday lives? And so we talked through several um, examples of what that looks like in terms of the way that God comes and changes us from the inside out and the way that He affects other people through us uh, as we submit to Him. One of the things that I've been uh, really struck by and we were talking about this in our group um, uh, just this past week, was it really brings home the fact that when, when Paul says in Philippians 2 that Jesus emptied himself of divinity, he, 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 he gave up his, his like every, everything that he had access to in terms of him being literally God in the flesh. He gave it up and didn't consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage, but he became nothing. And you see that throughout his life. You see someone who humbles himself, who who becomes a human like one of us and even submits himself to death on a cross. But at the same time, he lives such a life of power that we have to go, we have to ask ourselves, where does that power come from? And the answer that the writers of the Gospels give us over and over and over again is that the power comes from the Spirit. It doesn't come from the fact that Jesus is God and he's just going around doing his God thing. Yes, he is God in the flesh, but he is, he is a man empowered by the Spirit and he's showing us what it looks like to live a life after him. That's pretty amazing, right? Because that means that because the Spirit has been given to us, we have both not just the example of how to do it. It's not just we look at Jesus and go, okay, since he did it, I just need to watch him and kind of try my best to do what he did. No, that's not how we do it. We, we, we don't have just a model. We have the power itself to live different lives. Lives that, that show how great Jesus is and what he's able to do through us. And so that, that should be good news to us because I don't know about you, but I often feel weak. I often feel like, how in the world could God use me? How, how could he fill me? How could he, how could he possibly influence the world through me? And it's true that he can. If, and if he can do it with someone as messed up as I am, he can do it through you too. That's the truth. So um, to cap off that series, we were planning to do this kind of at the midpoint of the, of the series, uh, back when we sent our team to Haiti, and we, we kind of used that as an opportunity to send our groups into South Jersey as well as to Haiti. Um, we had a, a bit of a snow day there in the middle, and so we had to rearrange the order a little bit and do this afterwards. So that's why we're doing it the day after Easter. Uh, But I just want to remind us, before we get into having all of our groups share, that we are sent. That is part of our empowering, is that we are a sent people to be His church in everyday life. Not just when we gather in a building with a steeple on it, not just on Sunday mornings, but we are His people all the time that have been given the Spirit in order to be His people all the time. And so the way that we arrive at this understanding, among other ways, is, um, is what we read last week, which was John 20, verse 21 and 22, when Jesus appears to his disciples and he says this, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. So if, you, if you've come to faith in Christ, if you're a disciple of his, if you've been baptized into this new identity, then you are given the Spirit. That's part of the deal. Is that the Spirit comes and He takes up residence in your heart. You get Jesus, the living King, alive in you. And when that happens, you, by your very nature now, are a sent one. You might think, well, like I'm not a sent one because that means I'm a missionary and missionaries are people that go overseas. No, that, they, they are missionaries if they're sent overseas with the gospel, but you're just as sent if you have the gospel where you live. And, and so the way that we work that out as a, as a church is that we want to be disciples of Jesus who are sent into all of life to be his people and to live radically different lives according to our new identity, which God secured for us through the gospel. This new life that he's given to us, it was a costly life to give. Right? Because it cost Jesus everything. And so our vision as a, as a church is cultivate, and we like to remind ourselves of this often, is to be a people that are saturated with the gospel 
who, to such a degree that our lives actually bear fruit that is experienced on a daily basis, both by people that believe, like within our communities, as well as people that don't yet believe in, uh, all across South Jersey. So our mission, this is the way we, that we put it together, is that our mission together as a church is that we want to be a people that are growing communities, that are rooted in Christ, that produce fruit for the good of the Garden State. So you may have heard us say, we want to be a people of deep roots and rich fruit. That's even on our, our logo. Well, that's what that means. We want to grow communities and multiply those communities that are rooted in Christ so that we are growing up to what it looks like to be Jesus in all of life by His power and that our lives as a family together are seeing fruit being born for the good of the Garden State. We're, we're increasingly giving away our lives for the good of others so that they might come to know Him as well. Um, and so the way that we accomplish that if you remember, we, we've talked about three primary environments where we talk about uh, that we want to be a people who gather, go, and grow. So you, you remember this graphic? I didn't draw it this time, so <laughs> at least not by hand. Um, but there you, you see that as, as a gospel people, we're, we're saying we're a family of missionary disciples And the way that we live that out is that we gather together on Sundays to equip us to do that. And as well, we talked about the fact that uh, we're introducing DNA groups that help us grow in each of those areas as well, grow in our identity in Christ. But the the primary purpose, or one of the the primary purposes, is is that we would grow up for our own benefit, for, for the sake of being a family, but so that we could go as a family of missionary disciples into the world so that other people would know what Jesus is like by the way they see our lives live together. So that's, that's who we are. Um, and so this is the way that we talk about our Cultivate Communities, if you're, you're new to this whole deal, is that Cultivate Communities, they have kind of three primary functions. They care for one another as a family. And you're going to hear maybe how God is leading them to care for each other as a family. They grow as disciples. So they're growing to to learn what it means to submit all areas of life to Jesus and His empowering presence. And they're sent as missionaries into the world, empowered by the Spirit to make disciples. And what we said back in January, if you remember on our five-year anniversary, is that we want to set a goal for us as a church community that in five years we would see 20 of these communities all across South Jersey that are gospel-centered Communities equipping people to make disciples in all of life. That's one of our, our goals as a community. Now, the, the good news is that we have nine that are going to share today. So we're like almost halfway, and we're like four months in. That's pretty good, right? That's good news. Um, but I just want to make sure that we understand the goal of what we're doing, because oftentimes what will be said is, well, the, you know, the at least from from people that don't understand maybe the gospel or the purpose of the church, is that churches often want, at least this is what's said of them, they want to grow for the sake of just wanting to grow bigger and wanting to be more influential, wanting to see more people kind of sit in the seats and and be part of the gatherings. And, And all those things might be good things, but they're not primarily what we're after. I don't know if you realize this, but God's purpose in setting in establishing the church wasn't just to fill a building with people. It was to fill the world with his glory. He wants absolutely every part of his world, his, the world that he made good and, and perfect, the one that, that he wanted to be a reflection of his image, but yet is broken because of sin. He wants that world to know what he's like and to experience him on a daily basis and to come and, and, give up their false worship for the worship of the true king, their true God, and to live lives of of love and care for one another, to live as the family that God originally impictured when he created the world and set it in motion. And so because of Jesus, we know that God is restoring our world. He is, is, even as Jesus prayed, that, uh, that things on earth would reflect things in heaven, right? That's even when he taught us to pray that way that the kingdom of God would come in the world, that absolutely everyone would be able to experience their king, Jesus, who laid his life down for them. 
And the primary way that he does that is through his people who live lives of love for one another as a community. That the world gets to see that in action in everyday life. People that care for one another and are helping one another grow and bearing one another's burdens and forgiving each other. All the, the, the 40-something one another's that we see in Scripture. That the rest of the world would look in on that and go, that is both weird and really attractive. What in the world empowers you to live that way? And our answer for the hope that lies within us would be it's Jesus. It's not because we're really good people. It's not because we're, we've done a really good job. It's because the king has come and he's living inside of us. So if you see anything good in us, it's because of him. It's not because of us. That's the, the reason why we live the way that we do. Um, so this morning, this is kind of what we, we were trying to do once a year, is primarily about highlighting the work that God is beginning to do through our communities and also to pray for God to come and empower us to live out the gospel as a family of missionary disciples that bear fruit for his glory. So um, if you've ever been around a a church and that church has sent people to uh, foreign lands for a mission trip or a service trip, and we we do this often as well because we send usually two teams a year off to Haiti. By the way, we have a meeting afterwards if you want to hear about the next trip on July 22nd, please join us for that. I think we'll be downstairs. Um, but what often happens is that when, when you're about to send those people out to kind of uh, be empowered by God and to do great things, um, they, they usually gather with the rest of the church and the church hears what they're going to do, hears about how they need God to show up, and then they gather around that group of people and they lay hands on them and they pray for them that God would make it so. Well, here's the thing. If we're missionaries not just in Haiti but in South Jersey, then we should do the very same thing as a community of local missionaries or, you know, local missionaries and disciples. And so that's kind of what we're going to do today is to have all of our groups come up, share just a little bit about where they're at in the process of being a community. It's important to remember that absolutely every community is at a different stage. Uh, some of them have been established for for a little while now. Some of them are just getting started. And so we're okay with where everybody's at in the process. Um, and we want to help uh, in every way that we can for, to, to be the, their support and family so that God would empower them for the next stage. So they're going to come and share. Um, and it, was there anything else I wanted to say? I think that was it. So let me give it an over... Oh, let me just say this as well. If you're not in a cultivated community, um, then as people are sharing, just be listening to what God is up to. Uh, as, and be encouraged, even if you're not in one, that God is using us in a major way all across this area. But also be listening and, and hearing maybe if the Spirit is calling you to participate in one of them. And then if he is, just be obedient to whatever he says and go and talk to the leader that he puts on your heart. That's all. That's all we would ask of you. So here's, here's what's going to happen. Uh, each of our group leaders, uh, either one leader or a few leaders, and, and they may or may not have worked that out ahead of time. So we'll give them grace because they might be looking around going, okay, who's going to come up with me? Or They might just jump in. Um, they're going to come up. Uh, to share, and they're going to share primarily around three things. The first one is around their family identity. Who is part of their family, and where are they in in South Jersey? What area are they in? You'll see where they're at on the map up uh, behind me when they share. Uh, Secondly, they're going to speak to a little bit of what Jesus has been teaching them as disciples over this last season as a group. And then third, they're going to share where they're at in the process of discerning who the Spirit is sending them to make disciples of. And if they need prayer for anything, they'll express that. So each of them are going to come up. They're going to share for a minute. And then uh, the next group leader is going to come up. And if I have to prompt them on who shares when, hopefully everybody knows who's going before them so they'll know to come up. Um, but we're going, to, we're going to go through all of those. The last to go is going to be Pete. And then he's going to call all of the group leaders up Uh, to the front, and then anybody else that wants to come up and pray for them, we're going to come up as if we're sending everybody on a big mission trip, 
<laughs> and we're going to lay hands on everybody and pray for a little bit, and then we're going to celebrate communion and, and end with singing. Does that sound like a good plan? All right, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, so the first up is uh, James and Dina down in Mount Royal, which is, I think, our newest community. Oh, and they all have three minutes to share. So, uh, so if somebody wants to be a timekeeper, and I'm just kidding. I could be pretty long-winded. <laughs> we we know. <laughs> well, not if everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're ready with like the curtain music okay. in the back, yeah. like the Oscars. It's like the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. James Hendricks, Dina Hendricks. Good morning. So uh, while we're a newer uh, community right now, when we started with uh, Cultivate way back when, uh, Jay tracked us down and, and got us a part of his community, which, uh, which, which is exactly what we really needed. So for those of you, it's on your heart to try to consider what it is that we're really trying to talk about here and be as part of the church. I think the, the best message that he really put forth was that uh, church isn't just on Sunday. It's, it's the community. It's all of us. It's every week. So we really love that, and um, we had that for several years, uh, and then now we, we went and um, we had our own group when we were in Somerdale, New Jersey, uh, community rather, I'm going to say group and get messed up here, sorry, um, and then that was terrific, and we had uh, outgrown our home, um, and then we moved to Mount Royal, New Jersey, which is in Mantua, exit 18 on 295, a little bit of a hike, but... Um, but, you know, not, not, not too bad. It's all highway. Anyhow, um, we are now just kind of getting started. Uh, I would say as a family, we meet on Thursday evenings. It's around 6 o'clock. We share uh, dinner together because we all ha- have dinner with the McNamara's. Thank you. Um, and then our ch- we have children around the same age. And the best part, I think I shared this before when I was up here, but, you know, when my children are saying the church is coming, the church is coming, um, you know that that's a big big deal to me as a, as a as a parent and as a Christian and as, as someone who's, who's trying to be a leader and example to my kids. Um, they really enjoy that. They love, you know, being part of the class downstairs. They get really excited about that, and and that's something that's really important to me. So um, so we get to share that on Thursdays and Sundays, and then really trying to have that go throughout the week. So that's what we kind of do. We try to enable each other to have that experience. And then uh, as far as missionaries, we had an opportunity to meet with a uh, a newer. Um, a uh, neighbor of ours who had just moved in three months before we did, and they have two small girls as well. And it was interesting because one of the first conversations we had was, oh, so uh, where, where do you go to church? Like, okay, so I mean, I think I have this cross here, but I don't think it was out. And uh, it's not normal when you talk to people originally when you're starting to meet new neighbors and they ask you where you, where you go to church. So that was uh, God, I think, you know, telling us that we were in the right place. And we've been developing relationship with them. And uh, so that's been going really well. So we're looking to hopefully have them uh, considered to be part of our community as well. So if anyone's interested in, in you know, kind of talking with us about maybe joining or if that's something that, that you know, um, is on your mind, we, we're certainly open-minded to that. I think the missionary piece towards the end is we're still trying to kind of sort out what that looks like. We're considering the DNA process. I know that Kyle and Natalie have been through that before. and We're really just trying to um, get to know our own story and how that relates to uh, the gospel. And um, we're, uh, we're really excited to see where, where things take us. So that's essentially where we're at. Good morning. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's over there. Yeah, so it's like population like uh, 2,000. It's a pretty small, pretty small place. Thank you very much. All right, Andrew and Johanna. Tag. Tag. Good morning. Whoa. Um, so Johanna and I are, hey, you made it. <laughs> he wasn't here a moment ago. Now he is. Um, so our group consists of us, Johanna and Andrew, um, the, the Massmillas, which is Ryan and his wife, Alicia, and their son, Luke, and uh, Matt and Deb Webster and their son, Cody as well. So that's the six of us and kids. Um, so we meet 
uh, about 10 minutes away at, at our house right now. Um, we get together. We were getting together on Sundays. Um, we try to be fluid because Matt works uh, retail, so uh, we just switched to Thursdays. We get together on Thursdays right now. Um, areas that we've seen kind of growth is just um, we're all kind of in the same life circumstance right now, uh, little kids, um, all under the age of one and a half or two. Um, so just to being able to uh, disciple each other and encourage each other through that, um, through trying to manage all working um, and having kids at the same time. Um, so we're growing in that and just um, spending time praying together about what God can lead us through, uh, whether that's, and we've seen answer prayer in areas of um, God providing jobs and providing finances uh, through different circumstances as, as we've had kids. Um, so we're really looking for um, the opportunity to just continue growing in that. Uh, we started doing the story of God right now. Um, as you know, with little kids, we don't do it every week. We do it when we you know, have the energy to do it. <laughs> um, and uh, as far as mission, when we uh, started, it was uh, the Websters and us. Um, I guess I don't even know how long ago that was now. Six to nine months or so. Um, hmm? About a, oh, yeah, a year. Oh, yeah, we're on a year, right. Um, so we started, and we really had kind of a circle of friends that we've known each other for a long time. Uh, some believers, some who don't know, yet know the Lord, and really we're just kind of ministering to them um, and really just looking for the opportunity for God to lead us to them or anyone at our jobs or neighbors. Um, so just a, an opportunity to pray for us as a group, um, if you guys feel called to do so, uh, would just be for God to continue to lead us to whoever that is that he has for us. Um, and more importantly, that he's drawing them, um, just praying for those that we don't even know who are a part of our group or who we haven't come in contact with yet, that he is uh, drawing them close to himself so that we can be used through him uh, to reach them and show them the love of the gospel. So that's it. Did you guys want to share anything? Cool. Go, group, go. <laughs> cool. Thanks, man. All right, next, next is uh, our group in Old Orchard, subset of Cherry Hill. I have Matthew joining me. What's it? No, no. Um, so we're uh, in the Old Orchard neighborhood, which is about five uh, minutes away from here. Um, we are kind of intentionally focused on some neighbors there as well as the soccer team. If you remember, we had a soccer team back in the fall, and there's been a group of uh, friends that have come out of that that uh, we've had a continued connection with. Um, and uh, I, one of the things I, I've... It's true of our group is this is probably the most diverse group that we've ever been a part of, which we've really discovered has been a, a great blessing for us. So we have, um, you know, young families, ours, you know, together, who happen to live in the same house at this point, uh, which makes things fun and interesting. And uh, so, you know, young kids running around. But we also have a, a couple that with older kids and we have uh, a couple single uh, women that are part of the group and a young single guy that's part of the group and um, one of the things that we're we've, we were just sharing this on Friday night because we meet on Fridays is just how God is um, really using that experience to kind of fill in all of our gaps you know and so when when the moms and dads are like at the end of their rope and they're tired and and they're like, how in the world are we going to gather together as a group and like stay sane and have a like <laughs> a competent conversation? Um, you know, God brings uh, some people that have fresh energy and a desire to spend time with our kids, and they do stuff together and and give us margin to do that. So it's been really cool to see how God's wedding us together as a family. So, yeah. what would you, what would you say are some of our learnings? Um, so, two things, I guess. Uh, what we've done. When we first started getting together, because like our group has been through a lot of transition, we I haven't even been part of it for a year yet, and I feel like it's almost a completely different group. But some people going on to start other groups and things like that. But uh, the first thing we did was just shared our stories, and uh, that was really fantastic. We really grew in intimacy over our dinners as we discussed um, what everyone's life was about and and how God had touched them. So that was really cool and powerful to get to know people like that, and then. Um, I've been part of a DNA group with Jay and another another guy that's a part of our community. And uh, I know my wife's been doing the same thing with a couple of women in our, our community. And it's just been really cool um, watching our idols be exposed and then getting the tools to take them down. 
and uh, it's been really challenging because you know you feel like a competent Christian, like hey, like for me, for instance, I was a youth youth pastor for a while. I was on a church plant team about a year and a half ago, and uh, like I felt like you know I had this thing together. And then doing DNA, I was like, oh no, I'm like barely a believer. Like there's things in my life. <laughs> that I just, I don't even trust God for in the most basic ways. And so it's been really challenging and humbling, but it's been also really empowering. Um, and I don't know, I'm really excited because, like, we've kind of, like, taken a break from the mission aspect of our, our group because um, it's been winter and nobody's outside and it's hard to make connections. So we've just been kind of focusing as, on our, our own group as a family and kind of trying to ride that wave of the rhythm of the year. Um, and now that people are starting to come outside, we're like, okay, what can we do? Like, <laughs> so we've been talking about that, and I'm just itching to get to see people again and hang out with them mm-hmm. and talk about God with them. Yeah, so we, we've had a number of relationships that have started in our neighborhood mm-hmm. uh, with several families. Um, and so one of the things you can pray for is just as we start to do some more activities outside that people just lean into relationship and want to be part of uh, our community even uh, like Friday night was kind of nice and everybody was outside and like when our group came over like people were helping Mandy like carry the groceries in because she just went grocery shopping and uh, other of our neighbors were out and we're all kind of like just you know spending time together in the front yard and I just thought man like this is totally natural for us but how weird must this look to everybody else on the street and hopefully weird in a good way but um so yeah we're we're going to do some gardening in on the street and invite people into that and and uh, hopefully a block party sometime in may so yeah cool thanks Uh, a few minutes ago pastor jay used the phrase weird yet wildly attractive i'm the weird she's the wildly attractive but I'm Gary, and this is my wife, Debbie, and we're in Marlton, and that's, uh, we meet there. Uh, we, our meetings uh, right now are on Fridays, and uh, I just want to tell you a, a, little, a little story. Um, one of my best friends growing up is, was huge into Halloween. I mean, his entire house was like a haunted house. He had a, a coffin in his living room. He had, like, there was things set up all year round. It, Halloween was everything to him. And he was really into, like, the, like, those paranormal shows where he would buy all this stuff and go ghost hunting and, and everything. Well, he had a garage out back, and um, he used to, all, all year long, he would build uh, toe pincher coffins, the old wood boxes, like you see in the Western movies. You know, they're angled, and they're called toe pinchers. And he used to build those and sell them. And uh, he was, one summer day, he was out in his garage building one, and he was, this was one that was going to go in his basement for his Halloween party. And so he was, um, he was also a welder fabricator. So he was rigging up uh, a pneumatics in it, and he had, a, he had a, a dummy. And so he had it hooked up to an, a, a pressure release valve and an air tank. So when he hit the button, this dummy would sit up in the coffin. And he was working on this, getting it ready for his party. And w- what he didn't realize was two Jehovah's Witnesses were walking up his driveway. And he was out there working on it, and he hits the button, and, this co- and, and the coffin swings open, and this dummy flies up, but he had the pressure set wrong, so the head went rolling off the body <laughs> and, down his, and down the drive, and he, didn't, and he turned around to go get the head, and he sees these two Jehovah's Witnesses hightailing it down his driveway, <laughs> with shirt tails flying and tracks going everywhere. Um, all of that is just to let you know that our, our group is... is, is reaching communities, but I'm not going to make you go knock door to door and tell people about the Lord. So um, basically, our, our group right now is, is doing a hybrid of the, the DNA uh, study. Um, usually, the, for any of you who have heard about the DNA, it's, it's like an in-depth study where you're, you're really working on something in your own life that the Spirit is leading you um, to become more Christ-like about. And some, like a stumbling block for you. And usually it's with a small uh, t- two to three people, same gender, so you can really get into it. Well, we're making a hybrid of it, and we're, we've been doing it as a group. It's um, us and the Lusts and Lex and Michelle right now are, are meeting, and all of our kids um, 
but it, it's more of a, an open environment, a little, a little, like I said, it's a hybrid version. Um, and as far as who we're reaching, right now we're reaching us. Um, but by doing that, we reach everyone that we come in contact with. Because if we're truly being good disciples, that means we're becoming more and more like Christ, and people will see that. And they will see that in our jobs, and they will see that when we go to the store, and they'll see that everywhere. Because here's the crazy thing. My best buddy, Ed, who I was telling you about, was killed on Christmas Eve. And he hunted ghosts his whole life, but he never knew the Lord. The Holy Ghost is here and real. And you don't have to hunt for it. It's free, and you can just find it by opening the book, by worshiping, by saying, Lord, I believe. And if people can't see that in you, then they may pass away not knowing that either. Well done, Gary. Thank you. Well, my name's Aaron. This is my wife, Stephanie. We are a part of the Merchantville community. Yeah. Um, it would probably take three minutes for us to list all the members if we included children, and I'd probably forget somebody. So, um, so the Mainses, the Welshes. The Dillios, the Browns, the Burrows, the Scotties, and Sarah Gonzalez. In total, we have uh, 12 children in a very small house that all meet together. Uh, We meet on Saturdays, and um, it's been an awesome experience. We've been under transition. So just sitting here listening, I'm like writing notes, trying to think of what to say, because there's so much I want to say, and there's a short amount of time, but... Um, God's really in control of the things happening in our group. We're not. Um, and that's really an adventure. It's really a cool thing to be a part of, to watch him bring people to our group and then also to just grow us and be among us and then send us out. And we've seen ways in which he's done that, which we could not think to do, manufacture. It's just happened. So this time last year, the Merchantville Community Group had four adults and five children. And now there's a lot more. Um, and it's it's not about numbers because it's really just about people and lives and doing life together. Um, so we're on mission to people locally in Merchantville, and that mission has kind of shifted. And like Matthew said, um, We've kind of been using the winner to grow as disciples with one another, and that's been an awesome experience to grow as family. Um, but God revealed to us that um, our mission was our direct neighbors. So we found out, I guess, a few months ago that our neighbors right next door to our house, um, that he was battling stage four cancer, and we just happened to, we live so close that we can literally hear when they're laughing and having a party. So we're just like, let's go over. So we went over and it just happened to be the night that he invited friends over to let them know that he only had six months to live. Um, so that was really like, wow, like God, we got to be a part of that conversation. And then we had the opportunity to take photos of him over Christmas break, him and his family, you know, something with his grandkids that everybody could remember. And God really laid it on my heart during that time to ask him if, we would, if he would like to get together and talk or pray. Um, and the funny thing was is that I know God laid it on his heart too because I was kind of scared to say it, but as I said it, he said, yeah, I've already thought about setting that up. It's next Wednesday. And I was like, all right, Lord, like, you're leading this. This is an adventure. So we've had the opportunity to get together with other brothers and sisters, not specifically our group, but 
Um, his best friend's a minister in Philadelphia. And we've had the opportunity to get together and just pray, lay hands on him, share the gospel, share the word. And um, so that's been a cool thing to see that God's just leading that um, and that we can love and support them. Did I miss anything? So I think the big prayer request for us right now, um, we really just want to see God um, move in their their lives, our direct neighbors, the Veltons, and we see him moving, and it's almost like, hello, it's, a, it's like, God, you're doing this, so we just want everybody to join in prayer uh, for them. He, by the way, awesome praise is that they actually said, like, it's not even worth it for you to do chemo um, because of how progressed it is. He got a second opinion, and he's made it past his window, and the doctors have are giving him a clear for an extended period of time. So we've seen, like, God's the author of that healing. So God's answering that prayer, um, and we just want to see his household come to faith. Good disciple yeah um i think we're i mean we've been struggling to hold together the large group and to keep regular dna meetings but we have had a chance the guys to get together once that's something that we're trying to be a little bit more faithful on um the ladies have you guys got together yet no but we're a work in progress so good we went over three minutes I'm Jeannie Brooks, and this is my husband, Sean Brooks. Um, we have a community in Cherry, Woodcrest, perfect, thank you, Woodcrest, which is right behind the shop right and everything, so it's really close to the church. And um, our group has had a lot happen over the past year. Um, exactly a year ago, um, Sean and I were very lost. We didn't know we were having marriage problems. We didn't know where we were at at the church. We were very lost, and finally we just gave it all to the Lord, and we said, we need help. We need help to figure out what's, what, where do you want us to know life. And then we were blessed with an amazing woman, Marie, who's part of our group, and Dale. And, and we start, we meet every Thursday, every other Thursday at 6 o'clock for dinner and 7 o'clock um, for speaking and studying and because um, we do the every other Thursday because of food pantry. And so we ask God where my husband is always heart has always been with gaming and so over the past two years my heart's been pulled that way too and when we say gaming we're not talking electronics we don't talk to people it's board games we get together with different people and god has just brought all these amazing people into our lives that we've been able to disciple to and just become family with um he brought into gotcha which is gamers of cherry hill and, and we've met so many people through there and on game nights now those Saturday of every month, we just had amazing turnout through the Gotcha Network, and Sean is actually working with a, another church called Inroads Ministry, where we're trying to just become a family with these um, the different gamers because a lot of them have been torn away from church because they just don't understand, and um, so we've been able to just become a family with them because we sit for hours and hours and play games. You may think that's a crazy some games can be 20 minutes but something can be four hours and you just you talk about life and you you know go through many different things and then we've also been able to be friends with a family that has brought us into their family and all of their extended family and when their son had to have brain surgery last year we were they came to us and we were able to pray for them and just be a family to them and that to me is where God really showed this is we're on the right path for him and then of course we lost a very important person to our group, Dale, as you know, and, and that shook us to our core because he was our family. And so and I've got, I got to see just the grace that God had during that situation, how close that made me and our family and our community to grow together. you have anything else? So the only thing, the thing that we need now is just prayer for our family. You know, Marie, you know, has us and has this whole cultivate, but it's hard when you lose a husband. And also, 
with my walk, I'm traveling so much lately, and um, and then we have a 12-year-old that we we're missioning to all these people, but we're kind of getting lost with our 12-year-old. So just prayer that um, God continues to give us a pass. We continue to listen because sometimes he's shouting at us and we get lost in our own lives that we don't listen. So just give us some prayers on just the next few steps and our continued path in the Lord. Good morning, everybody. Uh, we're, um, well, I don't know, we're not Summerdale, right? We're Laurel Springs, technically, right? You, you would know better. So um, our group uh, is actually uh, Steve and Julie Mateo. We've got Mark and Emma back here and myself and my wife, Allie. Um, and uh, our group meets, for the most part, on Thursday nights, although some Wednesday nights as well. I think We're still trying to figure it out, yeah. Exactly. And it's usually our fault because of, sorry, one minute? All right. Uh, poor Rod, I'm torturing him, I'm torturing him this morning. Um, yeah, I think we're kind of, uh, it's usually our fault if, if we're switching, sending emails out, oh, we can't do it this night, we're doing it that night. And it's usually, we'll blame it on our kids' schedules. Uh, but yeah, we, we generally meet Wednesday or Thursdays um, in Laurel Springs. We are, uh, we, we actually started with the Hendrix, uh, but because we couldn't follow them to Mount Royal... <laughs> We were we were only going to go as far as exit 25. How's that? <laughs> uh, so we're like a I don't know how new we are. We're because we're kind of a spinoff. Can we say that a spinoff group? Yeah, I think it's a All right. right. Yes. Yeah, so that that was about a about a year ago. Um, so we uh, we offered to um, host it at our house a few miles away from where the Hendricks used to live in uh, in Somerdale. Um, We've been doing, and we are still doing, the story. Um, I don't know if it's the same story. Is it the 31-week series? Okay. We actually started that with the Hendricks, and we're probably uh, close to a third or, or halfway through right now. The story is actually a, um, it's a Bible study uh, taking you from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Um, it's, uh, it's a DVD and, and uh, book series. Um, so that's kind of uh, that's where we are. We usually uh, meet at around 7 o'clock. Um, coffee <laughs> and cookies are usually part of the deal. We usually start off with that. Um, we tend to um, talk about not only uh, you know, the, the story, uh, the, the Bible story, but obviously what Cultivate is talking about when we try to uh, tap it into uh, what's going on in our lives, and there's really never a shortage of conversation. We we tend to I don't want to say get off topic, but we tend to talk about our our life experiences and how God is working um, in our lives uh, on a weekly basis. And there's uh, there's often a lot of laughter <laughs> and some surprises. So I'll uh, I'll let Ron take it since I rudely took that. No, that's okay. So so I guess what makes us unique is that. We all have really, really busy uh, schedules in our group um, because that's the reason why the dates have changed. A lot of us travel and things like that. And so what our, um, our ministry, per se, has really been is having God equip us to serve exactly where we are in the location that we're in. You know, I think of this of when Apostle Paul is speaking to the new disciples, and, they, and he, he basically said, no, you can serve right where God has placed you, right where you are, serve there. You know, and so our small group has almost been an opportunity for us to regroup together, to share what's going on over the week, um, and to be able to equip us better. And, those, and that story, by the way, you know, is using examples of people that have been called out by God to then be groomed and then to go out and serve. And the last, most recent one is an example of, of David, you know, who you know, was called out, but then you know, had to really be groomed through the time when, when uh, Saul was pursuing him to eventually become king and to really lead. And it's kind of our own situation. Some of the examples, you know, I think of Julie, you know, at, at work, you know, in a, lawyer, in a lawyer firm and, you know, just a rather toxic environment many times, how she's really been able to stand up for God. Uh, my wife, Allie, obviously, you know, with the travels and her situation, really being able to serve as well. So it's really been a great time for us to regroup, to really get re-energized by, you know, by God and our group and uh, encouraged to be able to step out. So if there's anybody in that type of situation, more than welcome to join a group.
Hello, um, we're the Haynesport group, and um, we meet on Monday evenings. It's four couples. It's John and Jen, and David and Janet, and Dick and Sharon are not here. Are they not here, or are they cruising right now? They're on a cruise. They're on the cruise right now. <clears throat> so um, uh, we meet on Monday nights. Um, we are focusing on, uh, from a mission of the garden and also f the uh, food pantry, and that's cyclical as well. We're, we're able to take some downtime and concentrate on growth in the group. Um, over the winter, and as far as the garden, we would love if you'd be able to walk beside us uh, in in spreading community in there. Well, I, I would just like to say, um, many of you who know me know my spiritual journey actually really started uh, the beginning of last year, and since that, during that time, I, I've had this incredible thirst to uh, to learn about the Bible, and I've kind of been this past year, and maybe year and a half almost, it's, it's been, for me, it's kind of been like um, drinking water through a fire hose. I, I, I've, been, I've been just obsessed with learning more and learning more. And, um, and then through the, our, our group meetings, um, we, we get together, we have, uh, we have dinner together, then the guys go downstairs, the women are upstairs, we talk for a while, we do you know, whatever it is in, in uh, that week in DNA. And that's gotten me very comfortable with, um, with talking about the Bible and talking about religious and expressing different things. And I, through that, I found um, I constantly have conversations with people on a daily basis on my spiritual journey and the things that I've learned and the things that I found out to people that are believers, people that are non-believers. And I never really, it never really dawned on me, but... I guess, you know, that's, that's missionary work and discipleship, which I never really intended to do. It just has come naturally through our group and through people who I consider family in the church. I just think it's been an incredible uh, journey. It's been an incredible last uh, year and a half or so for me. Yeah, I think we, as a group, we had some really uh, incredible uh, miracles among us, one of them, David, joining us. We, we felt when we became a group that we were missing one, um, at least, uh, if not more. But D David joined us. It was something we had been praying about and then happened. Um, Dick is not here, and I was really hoping that he could be here to talk about some of the things that have been happening in his life. But he's a different person um, over the last couple of years uh, that we've been meeting. We've been doing DNA for about a year, so it's been taking us a while. Um, but we've had some significant successes um, that we attribute to, to God, and we just think it's been an amazing uh, meeting together. As Tom says, it's a group of couples meeting, and we do sit down, we do eat, um, and then we do a break up into uh, male and female, and we separate, and we, we've been going over some amazing things. And it's really been incredible to see how, like David said, uh, we are getting prepared. We have a conversation on, on Monday, and on Tuesday it's the conversation we needed to speak to a friend. Um, we have a conversation, we meet some other time in the week, and then that shows up in our lives. So God has really been preparing us, and like Tom said, we, have been, we focus on the actions of the church. So we not only do the things that you said, but we also have um, a, a Haiti portion of our group. So we, we uh, reach out wherever we can. It's been a, a really great experience. It's really been a, um, a growth. Um, there has been uh, physical changes for us that have been miracles that um, have grown out of us doing DNA together and encouraging each other. So I, I encourage you. I don't know what the format has been for everybody else, uh, what they've been talking about. I encourage you to get into a group, get into a group of people who are going to hold you accountable for things and can change your life. Thank you, guys. Thanks. So I'm Pete, the Cropwell group. Um, we're, we're very close to, uh, to Jay's um, group, as you can see in the, in the map there. It's, uh, it's less than a mile. Um, I have walked it. It's doable. Um, so our group is, uh, is uh, eight of us, four couples. So my wife, that you can't see here this morning because she's downstairs, um, was uh, James and Arlene, who are hiding at the back there somewhere. There you go. If you want to join me up here, feel free. Um, one of the problems with our group is that we spend so much time sharing and then praying on Wednesday when we meet that I didn't leave any time left to discuss if they would come and help me. There you go. <laughs> um, Mike and Barbara over there as well. 
Sprindis, or the, 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 sprind, the Sprindai, sorry, Sprindis, yeah, just checking with you, um, and, and, the, and the Meadows. Um, so that's uh, eight of us, um, in, including Fiona and myself. And we also have one, I don't know, associate member, uh, Grace. Some of you have met Grace, although she hasn't been in church since uh, Christmas, last time we saw her in church. But she still um, connects with us a little bit and, uh, and is still uh, participating in some of the things. So we've been meeting together, I think, about 18 months, something like that. Um, we, as I said, we meet on Wednesdays around 7.30. Uh, we focused a lot, uh, first of all, on uh, the story of God and then on getting to know each other. We have, how can I put it, um, we're more mature in life. We're just older. I don't know. <laughs> so, so we're in later middle age. How about that? <laughs> um, so we, there's quite a lot of life experience that we have that we had to share together. It took quite a while for us to share stories, but we did that. Um, we've been looking at uh, the possibility of starting uh, some DNA-style study uh, in, in the future. Um, discipleship-wise, as well, there's, there's some gifting in, in the group that, uh, that meet together. And um, so uh, I preach on a, on a reasonably regular basis. David has now um, been uh, preaching as well, and also James. And James and I did a workshop put together on grief, some of you recall, uh, last year. So that's been, that's been one of the blessings coming out of the group and out of us getting to know each other. Um, from the point of view of missionary focus, we're still divided. Uh, we're still not figured that out yet. It's certainly a prayer for us. We have um, uh, half of us are involved in the garden and really looking forward to getting, getting back out there again. Um, for Spring is here. Spring, spring was here. It went away last night. Um, <laughs> so we're looking forward to doing that, but uh, we're not all involved in that, so we've been looking around as well to see um, what God wants from us for that. We do, I feel, have a, a, a pretty strong ministry in prayer. Um, we like to keep a kind of informal list of, of answered prayers. Mike's helped us a lot in remembering and understanding how God is answering our prayers, and that's been great. Um, I, I learned this morning that Lex has a job. That was on our list, so we're claiming that one. <laughs> um, so that's, that's been great as well. Um, the only thing I'd like to share, and, and I haven't really shared this with a group, but uh, um, I'd certainly value your prayer about it, and that is so... We live, as I say, kind of just around the corner from, from Jay and Mandy, but our neighborhood is very different to theirs. In their neighborhood, they actually talk to each other. In our neighborhood, um, people drive down the street, press the button in the car, go into the garage, and, and that's, that's all you see of them. You know, you rarely, rarely, rarely see anything else of them. But late last year, a, Jewish, a young Jewish couple moved into the street um, they have a couple of very young children, one month old baby at the time, and they quickly somehow got to know everybody. It was like, wow. <laughs> so we've got to know them as well. We've helped them out a bit. And they feel like they could be the, the, the kind of glue to pull everybody out of their private places and get them to participate more. So well, really seeing how that goes and whether that can result in some kind of public event in the street. But that's, uh, that's quite exciting to, to see where that might lead. All right, so that's our group. Um, if you want to come, you are welcome. Um, we're always looking for new folk, and we certainly have the capacity to, uh, to divide into multiple groups if we need to. So we're, we're looking for folk that want to, to come with us. All right. So now... I'm going to invite all of the group leaders to come forward. What we want to do... Can I lift that? It falls apart. Okay. <laughs> I can't use... No. So if you're a group leader or, or nearly a group leader or it doesn't matter, if you feel you like prayer for, for the group, then uh, please come, come up, gather around the front here. We'll get all of you in the center we hope, ish, come kind of form a ball. 
a bunch. I don't know. Because we want others to come up and, and lay hands on these folks. So um, please, we're going to lay hands on each other. And uh, we, we'd like you to come pray. And let's pray for God's blessing upon... Wow. Are you all the group leaders? Or... <laughs> So let's gather around together and pray. <laughs> All right, so I have the microphone. Um, I'll start and finish. I'm going to come in the middle. But uh, I'll hold the, hold the mic up, and then you can grab that as, uh, as you wish. <laughs> Our Father, your kingdom come, your will be done. Lord, as we are groups in many different places around our neighborhoods here, and as we are a group together, Lord, yours in cultivating this place, we ask by your spirit, Lord, that you'd empower us and send us out for your glory. We long, Lord, for your kingdom. We long, Lord, for your kingdom to grow and expand for your glory to be shown in and around this place, Lord, wherever we are. Come, Lord, by your Spirit amongst us and bless us and send us in the name of Jesus.